Hello and welcome to this edition of the Modern Times Podcast, Political Profundity with John Guzan and Karen Weil. Hello, Karen. Good morning. Good morning to all the listeners out there. Well, Karen, we've had some big news going on in the world for sure. Um, there was that, that, that hurricane that hit Texas on Friday, but uh, we also had a large storm of its own um, hit the world and, and, and you know, almost centered on Arizona, even though we don't get hurricanes. This one was the pardoning of uh, who we like to um, warmingly call or coldly call Sheriff Joe. Uh, pardoning of Sheriff Joe here um, kind of raised a big storm. Um, your, your initial thoughts? I, I'm honestly not surprised. Um, Trump has been hinting he was going to do this. He knows that this will please his racist base. And the, or shall let me say that, the, the, the more racist among his base. Um, Arpaio was a big supporter of his. And, uh, of course, given that there have been more news about the Russia investigation trickling out, that's especially damaging to him, you know, he knew uh, the only quality or and that's not even a quality. The only talent Trump really has is playing the media. The only thing he has going for him, and that's not even that admirable of a quality. But he knew that this would take the heat off that. So that there are numerous reasons why he did it. And basically because he endorses all Arpaio's uh, methods, most of which were pretty disgusting. Sure. Yeah, and, and you know... Uh, he doesn't care one whit otherwise about Joe Arpaio, uh, per se, but and, uh, another reason, too, and this goes back to Russiagate, what it is, it's also a signal, and I'm not the only one who's saying this. People far smarter than I am and far more knowledgeable in these matters are saying this. This is a signal to people like Paul Manafort, like Michael Flynn, and others who are caught up in this Russia investigation, that if you keep your mouth shut, I'll pardon you, too. Mm. So there are numerous reasons why he did this. Oh, yeah. None and- of them... None of them of any sincerity, decent goodness. But then again, we know Donald Trump has none of those qualities. Yeah, you know, uh, and you know, you talk about also the other things that happened earlier in the week to kind of stir up his uh, uh, his base uh, in a in a in a negative way. Um, Sebastian Gorka, Steve Bannon, those kinds of folks are gone now from the White House. Um, the attacks on H.R. McMaster were going on. Um, now they had something else to pay attention to. But I think we need to, you know, make m- no mistake that, after, you know, in the wake of Charlottesville, um, what Arpaio was convicted of um, exactly was criminal contempt of court um, for racial, pro- racial profiling. Um, he was basically um, allowing his department to target people based upon what they looked like and pulled them over and either held them um, uh, just because he just assumed that they were illegal. Uh, if they didn't speak English, they looked enough to them like they were illegals. Um, they would be held. Um, and he violated um, a judge in 2011. Ju- uh, Federal Judge Murray Snow ruled the sheriff's office must stop making immigration arrests. Um, and he ignored that order for 17 months. Um, and then um, it moved on to... Uh, Susan Bolton, and she eventually um, referred him to criminal contempt of court charges for basically racial profiling. Um, So, you know, I think it's an important distinction to make. It wasn't about anything that he did. He literally was saying, 
hey, I think you're illegal, so I'm pulling you over, and I don't care whether you're an American or not. And, you know, obviously the slippery slope is where does it stop um, law enforcement at that point on determining who they need to pull over and why, and they can just violate your constitutional rights is basically what the idea was. Um, you know, how about that, that initial argument? It really comes back to this immigration control. We know that Trump has also been even pushing the border wall even even stronger since since uh, since Charlottesville and since uh, um, uh, the firing of or the you know, since Bannon and Gorka have left the White House. And obviously that's that's in a debate on what happened there. Um, how about the initial? What do you feel about what ended up happening to Arpaio? What he did is, you know, specifically towards these immigration sweeps and the and the and the uh, traffic stops, um, and then um, to what happened in federal court. Well, look, Arpaio's record has been notorious for how many decades? Of you know, he has never been Two, known almost as three. a particularly ethical or or thoughtful lawman. Um, he was the one who made a big stink about President Obama's birth certificate about six, seven years ago, we might recall, I think maybe six to five years ago, excuse me. Um, you know, again, of course, he got attention in the early 90s for dressing prisoners in ridiculous costumes and feeding them bologna. Uh, some of his deputies acted in a, in a manner in terms of arresting people. There was a story that recently made the rounds. I, I Apparently, they had firebombed a woman's home or sprayed pepper balls into it. I might be getting some of this wrong. I read it. Apparently, it ended up with the, she had a puppy in there, and the puppy died. And reportedly, these deputies were laughing at her as she was begging them to please help my dog at least. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, the cruelty here and the level of malevolence, I, I just, again, like Donald Trump, you, you can't imagine somebody harbors this, but clearly Joe Arpaio does, or at least some of the people who worked around him did. And look, I will say this, people, it's one thing for people who are convicted in a court of law for serious crimes, for physically harming people, for robbing homes, for swindling the elderly, for, for committing serious crimes. I am all for any of them being punished to the full extent of the law. Sure. But there's, there's catch. They have to be convicted. Otherwise, what are we? We're not a society of laws. And just the general arguments about his treatment of prisoners is, look, these people, yes, they're in jail. Yes, they may have done something wrong. And if that's the case, that's why we have an adjudication system and they're punished accordingly. But, again, there's innocent until proven guilty. And that's something that always bothered me about this guy. Mm-hmm. It's treating everyone with the assumption they're guilty. And, no, prison or neither prison or jail should be those spot La Costa. Right. In California, okay? It's a place where one is punished, um, and the punishment fits the type of crime. Uh, but that's just what always, I, I thought, this is just wrong, okay? Some of these people, we don't know if they've really done anything bad, and is it really fair to treat all of them in this manner? Yeah. Never mind just, again, as you pointed out, his some of his policies, which clearly seemed targeted towards Latinos, be they legal or not. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, for years and years. And I think, again, one thing that came out of 2016, forgive me for interrupting, that was gratifying was seeing him defeated. I think just even a lot of Arizona Republicans said, okay, you know, this is enough. This guy's jumped the shark. Right. This isn't doing us any good. It's time to retire. And frankly, if Arpaio had any sense 
he would just retire from the public spotlight now and never show his face again. Yeah, and you know, I mean, to be you know to give to where you know you know credit where where credit is due. Um, at least on the animal front, I mean, our pro actually pushed a lot of animal animal protection. Um, his his department had some sort of oversight on on uh, uh, on the animal shelters here. And, you know, some, a lot of people actually complained that he treated the, the animals that they collected better than the people. Um, you know, but I, you know, I think, you know, well, focusing in, foc- you know, maybe he did that, but that's, uh, maybe he did that after uh, the story about this uh, poor woman's dog came to light or, you know, if, if, whenever that happened. I yeah. He was like also very, he, he was also always very big on, on, on trying to bust, um, uh, you know, folks who were into bestiality. So, so who knows what, uh, <laughs> What motivated that? Well, but that's um, a huge problem from what I hear these days. So it's a good thing somebody's on that. Um, but you know, you know, besides the point, I think is that um, you Whoa. know he was still. Uh, you know, we know that part of his appeal to um, continue to hold on to office for twenty four plus years that he was in there um, was because you know he did stoke the immigration um, issue. Uh, where a lot of people didn't think about it so much here, it was just this is Arizona, so we we have you know we have a lot of Hispanics living here, um, and and are our friends and neighbors, um, to one that was um, confrontational and um, uh, assailing um, immigrants, legal, illegal, and otherwise, as being the cause for most of the ills. Um, and so, you know, I think that that became a different thing. And when he be started to to actually put it into policy changes for the way that the sheriff's department operated, um, it became a different, you know, uh, thing altogether. And I think, you know, kind of saying that it's a political issue, and we are going to get to that in a little bit, saying it's a political issue and that's why you pardon him when he was convicted of criminal uh, contempt of court because he, he basically... Um, just did not care um, that a judge who is really has the ability and like we talked about the way our system works, you you are flying in the face of of of, of these things to to lay down this pardon, um, uh, where our judicial system is not being allowed to operate, and and, and and we can get into that in a little bit. I, let's move first into the way that the community reacted. I think. Um, there was a group, Promise Arizona, um, that was really kind of uh, ratcheting up. Um, they kind of really helped with the protest that happened in Phoenix. Everyone was getting ready. And as we all know, Arpaio was going to be pardoned when Trump came to Phoenix. Um, there's a lot of, from what has leaked out, the, the paperwork was done. It was basically some backroom deals. Maybe uh, 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 Greg Stanton, mayor here in Phoenix, might have said, look, we're going to cancel your event if you are going to pardon him because he knew what, what would have happened outside if it would have, if it, if, if it would have happened here in Phoenix. Um, you know, there would have been some, you know, violence, at least some destruction that gone on, that, that was going to go on here. Um, and and luckily that didn't happen um, because it didn't he didn't make it a street fight at that point. Um, but this is what Promise Arizona said before the pardon. They were talking about what was going to happen. They've said other things after this, but it's what they said before that I thought just kind of cut to the heart of it. Um, Our pilot's pardon would be a shameful injustice and a slap in the face to all of the people that are Pario victimized during his time in office, including so many immigrant families. 
um, you know, it, it, it really was, that's the way that a lot of people took it here. I think that, that it fought so long to get him out. Um, he was, he was finally being, you know, after, you know, folks had pushed it, um, for, for, to, to try to push back against his, his traffic stops and the judge had told him to stop and he wasn't stopping. I mean, and this is again, 17 months of him violating the law. And there was a lot of people that were pulled over, a lot of people that knew about it, a lot of people that are cared about the community. They couldn't get him to stop, even though a judge was telling him to do so. It really became a slap in the face to them. Right. Uh, I, I mean, again, I just, uh, this guy, there's so much in his background, whatever good things may have come from it, such as, I suppose, yes, we'll credit him for being concerned with animal welfare, some bad stories aside, like the one I, I uh, mentioned. Um, but I, 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 I mean, I think it's fair to say, John, and you're living in Arizona, I'm not, but this pardon, other than from the Trump Arpaio base, which is by no means the majority of your state. Right. Uh, that much I do know, and having lived in Arizona for a few years, uh, no expert, but I had a pretty good a feeling of the politics there, which in that state, which is more complicated than most people would understand or to know unless they had lived there. Right. But I just don't think pardon is well received. Even I suspect there's probably a good number of Republicans who also say, eh, uh, you know, maybe it's, he should just do his sentence or and leave it alone. Um, but again, you've got a tone-deaf president who doesn't care, uh, pardoning a tone-deaf law enforcement officer who certainly doesn't care uh, anymore. He's, what, 83, 84 years 85. old now? Um, so I, I just, uh, again, this is just bad PR all around, I think. Yeah. Uh... And why, it's not... It's not going to change the way most people feel about Arpaio. It really isn't. No. Uh, no. I, I, you know, it's fair, I suppose, Democrats have pardoned people that, that Democratic presidents have pardoned some people maybe they shouldn't have. Didn't change anything for them either. It's yeah, not going to help Arpaio. You know, when with the wave that still swept Trump into office, um, that was not reflected here, as we've talked about before. It still was a, about a 55 to 45 defeat for him when he won Arizona 49 to 45. Um, you know, and there was, yeah, there was, there was a lot of other people taking away some of the votes in the presidential election that, that wasn't necessarily there in the, in the sheriff's race. It was just a two person race, but he still lost soundly. Yes, he did. Um, again, because I just, you know, voters there have had enough, even if they may agree with some of his methods, it's not worth it for the nonstop drama, for the lawsuits. I, I, you may have this figure. I don't, but I know Arizona's had to pay out a lot of money. To people who claimed they were, you know, their civil rights, among other things, were Nearly $150 million. Yeah, there's just, there comes a point where you may, you know, people may agree with the politician, but they're just sick of all the other crap around him or her, and they say, okay, it's over. Yeah, and... And, and I and, think that's what happened last year. You know, and, and you know, and just, just to stay on, I mean, we, we can talk about Arpaio's actions and, and, you know, the baloney and the underwear all we want, but... You know, what it comes down to, he wasn't convicted of that. He was convicted of basically racial profiling and violating That's a correct. court order, which, um, you know, again, more statements I want to have. You know, I want to read another statement here. Um, there's an AZ, an Arizona playwright and activist, James Garcia, um, kind of well known in the community here. His statement was Trump's pardon of Arpaio is a pardon of racism in America. Arpaio may have escaped mm-hmm. sentence. 
may have escaped sentencing, but he and Trump will not escape the judgment of the good and moral among us who still make up a majority of the American people. Um, you know, that's a profound and I think spot on statement. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, like we talked about in the beginning, um, uh, it is basically a pardon of racism in America to say that this is okay to say that it was fine to do. Um, and you know, and it, it's, 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 it's nice that someone at least put it into that, um, you know, kind of, uh, angle, uh, because, you know, you want to talk about it. And I know the Republicans are kind of saying it was a political thing again, you know, that that's not the way it's seen for people who know what's going on. Again, it's the same soundbite that Arpaio has always, uh, you know, tacked on to America's toughest sheriff. Um, it's just not the case. Um, you know, this is about other things. Um, I want to jump again to the Arizona Hispanic Chamber of Commerce statement. Uh, Gonzalo uh, de la Milena Jr., Jr., his statement. The president's pardon of ex-Sheriff Joe Arpaio, who is criminally convicted for ignoring a federal court order, is a travesty of justice and a throwback to an era in our state that the overwhelmingly, overwhelming majority of Arizonans had left behind. President Trump's action is an insult to Arpaio's victims and anyone who believes in the core principle that no one is above the law. Um, you know, we talk about um, the big thing here was um, immigration is he's enforcing the law. And the hypocrisy here is that he's being he didn't uh, um, conform to the law when a judge told him that he was doing things that were against the law. And now the president has pardoned him for breaking the law. Um, it, it seems like a, you know, the, the, the hypocrisy here is incredible. Oh, well, gosh, hypocrisy in Donald Trump? Who would have thunk it? <laughs> I mean, really, Trump. That's that fast middle name. That's all he's ever been is a blatant hypocrite. And, uh, again, I... I the, the attempts by Donald Trump to somehow prove his critics wrong... He just, he fails every time, every time. I, for example, now, of course, Hurricane Harvey, I bring it up because we think of another horrendous disaster uh, 12 years ago, Hurricane Katrina, which was the nail in the coffin for the second part of, you know, for the rest of George W. Bush's uh, second term. But say whatever you want about George W. Bush. And again, his response to Katrina, his administration's response was terrible. However, at least, you know, he never, you never believed that it was based on, on race or something of that nature. We can make other arguments as to what it was. But, and, and, and President Bush went over and, and finally did meet with victims of it. And, and I think you could see there was real concern in his, you know, in his face for that. Uh, you know, Trump, and I, I, again, I bring this up for a specific reason. He goes to this rally in, it's not even anywhere near the storm site, for the record. I guess he was too afraid to go to Houston. Has well, a rally well. with none of the victims. Doesn't seem to give two hoots in hell about them. And, uh, you know, again, this is a guy who just had a, another really bad month. Uh, Charlottesville, never mind the other crap that's happened. But after Charlottesville and his tone-deaf, ridiculous response to that, again, you would think the last, if, if anybody had any sense in administration, they would have told them, look, pal, don't do this. Don't pardon Joe Arpaio. He's going to be fine. 
you know, he, he'll probably serve, what, a day in jail if even that? Yeah, you know, uh, maximum of six months is what he was up for. I mean, and that is another point, you know, point I think to make is that, you know, he didn't even wait till he was sentenced and then give him a commutation <laughs> or do anything else. Exactly. He, he just pardoned That's him right. out of hand. Blanket pardon with no real understanding of background. I doubt Trump even knew what Arpaio was really convicted of, although, correct me if I'm wrong, he reportedly had gone to Jeff Sessions earlier in the year asking yeah. if there was some way to stop any further uh, action yeah, of, who knows? of this uh, adjudication of Arpaio, which, again, this goes back to loyalty, but the, just, the total deafness of all of this, all to appeal to a base of voters he desperately needs to hang on if he has any chance of even getting to 2020. Exactly. Which that looks more and more, and again, never say never, in doubt. So yeah, if I, and he's I, probably I, not going to get the wall built, okay. which will probably you know you know hurt that. Um, you know, but everyone well, else, it seemed like in Arizona, McCain, uh, Senator John McCain, um, he said um, pardoning the sheriff quote undermines his claim for the respect of the rule of law. Um, uh, Jeff Flake, the other senator who, I mean, obviously both of these guys are battling with, with, with Trump. Um, but even Jeff Flake well, came out against it. There was, there was two, there was two big Republicans in Arizona who came out and kind of supported the pardon and supported Sheriff Joe. And that was the go, uh, governor, Doug Ducey here mm-hmm. in, um, yeah. and, and, uh, us rep, uh, Andy Biggs. Um, another one of, uh, Arpaio and Russell Pierce, if anybody remembers that name, the guy who wrote SB 1070, another former Arpaio, Arpaio protege, Biggs is another one of those. Um, you know, they both, um, you know, gave him some credit, said he, you know, brought down crime in Maricopa County and, uh, you know, him and his wife can go celebrate their, their senior years. But, um, we'll talk about that later, whether that's possible, but, you know, it was pretty, overwhelming here. We had the same little bits, um, the same folks that had gotten put into office by kind of trumpeting the same thing, being part of the same little good old boys network, Republican good old boys network here that kind of excludes McCain and Ducey. I mean, uh, McCain and Flake, but definitely includes uh, folks like uh, Governor Ducey and Congressman Biggs. Um, But it's still here. Uh, Everyone else seemed to really kind of, you know, thump him for it. Um, and, 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 And probably rightly so. He's up for re-election in the near future, or did he just get re-elected? No, he's going to be up pretty soon. Next year? Yes. Well, gosh, I guess that would explain why he's genuflecting in part for the pardon, because he needs the base to get re-elected. I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll give, I, I credit John McCain for a very, very strong statement against this, and of course, as we know, the senator is you know, fighting his own battle right now, a, a terrible one. And as we've seen lately, there's, I won't say the word, it looks like he doesn't have a lot of Fs to give anymore. Um, who can blame him? Um, Jeff Flake, of course, he's got to get reelected in a state where, from everything I've seen, he's not all that popular. Um, his, I found his, his statement to be somewhat weak. I think he was hedging his bets because, again, he needs the GOP base to even get through the primary. Although I, his his opponent is Kelly Ward, I would still say my I would bet on Jeff Flake. But, oh yeah. Uh, you know, nevertheless, still it was encouraging to see those two men in the Senate, the both of the U.S. senators taking. I think McCain the much stronger stand, and at least like saying, "Look, this is wrong. I'm not going to say anything further, but this is flat out wrong." 
uh, I think it's unfortunate about Ducey, but it's not surprising. Of course, some of your representatives who are hardcore right-wingers, yeah, no surprise at all that they would be on board with this. Yeah, you know, and 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 for Flake's, you know, re-election process, uh, you know, uh, prospects. One of the things that Trump, you know, might underestimate is, you know, you know, Flake is a is a, uh, a well-respected member of the Mormon community here. Um, he's yes, never he gonna, he's never going to lose that part of his base, um, which nope. which which really helps someone um, to be elected in Arizona. It's like uh, the same thing in Utah. Oh, it's God. a little bit different, especially northern yeah. Arizona. Um, you know, you're up in Mojave County and some of these areas, um, you don't have to worry about uh, Republican votes going to Jeff Flake. And uh, here in Maricopa I, County, our pile's yeah. weak, as we already know. It's It hasn't gotten any stronger over time. You know, some people might cheer it at the rally, but it's 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 uh, it's a totally different thing to, to you know, to be, to, to think that Flake's going to lose. Um, but it's become a political issue in different um, aspects of, of Arizona politics. Um Anybody who supports Trump is now being um, slapped with the Arpaio label too. Um, uh, even even Martha McSally, who's um, who is in, and Ann Kirkpatrick, that race which is going on right now, um, are, are already it's it's started. Um, she's uh, Kirkpatrick is 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 labeling McSally as the Arpaio Trump supporter. Um, and it looks like it might have some traction here. Um, do you think we'll still be talking about Arpaio in uh, October 2018? Oh, I do. I think for Arizona, that is uh, a very strong issue. I'm not saying it will be in every single race there, but I think for the governor's race, uh, no doubt for Flakes, and it could be for some of these Democratic-leaning uh, districts in your state, such as where Kirkpatrick is challenging McSally, and as I understand it, McSally didn't win by a whole lot last time. No, she didn't. Um, her her approval ratings are kind of flat. Mm-hmm. Um, I certainly think her recent comments about uh, the health care bill and some of the tone deafness she showed are not helping her right now. Um, and it's going to be an issue. Now, for other, you know, where somebody like, who's the other senator who makes out really, or not senator, I'm sorry, the rep who makes just extraordinarily outrageous statements, and I can't think of his last oh, name. Oh, there's, there's Gosar, there's Franks. Um, we have a couple of right. them. Right, Trump, who I, you know, they thrive on that, and they're in districts that I think are pretty safe bets for them. Right. So they can get away with, uh, you know, being on their knee pads for Ohio. It's not going to hurt them. Sure. Um, I, I, but I, I will, there, I mean, there could be a turnout. One thing that this could do, and I've, I've read this on, from many sources, is it could certainly energize the Latino vote. And, you know, the GOP better understand in some of these states, they need, they do need a certain percentage of the, of the Latino vote to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a mistake that, that other senators, for example, in ancient history now, 2010, the Nevada Senate race, which got a lot of coverage because Harry Reid was on the ropes. It didn't look like he was going to win, but he had an absolutely terrible opponent named Sharon Angle who decided to insult the classroom of uh, Latino school children. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, her poll number started tanking. really tanking. Read <laughs> one. And I I remember hearing that and seeing that footage, and I think, lady, you just lost that vote. Yep. Uh, but for understandable reasons. It was a huge insult to these children. Um, so, again, I, I don't know who's running the state, you know, your state GOP, but they, they better start thinking of the long-term consequences of this. And, um, and I'm... It doesn't look like anybody's doing that, or at least in some of these districts. And others, I think, they're they're clearly worried. Yep. 
but a long way to 2018. A lot can happen. But right now, I would I would say there are you know I don't know about Ducey, but and and Flake has a reason to be nervous. Although again, he's on the right side of this. Uh, McSally has a reason to be nervous, and there are maybe a few others who might too. Yeah. Uh, now the talk is that um, you know once he got pardoned. Um, that maybe our pile will be a candidate in 2018. Um, a lot of people also poo-pooing that idea and saying there's no way. I mean, he's an 85-year-old man, but he also can pull the likes of Steven Seagal, which I've I've seen Steven Seagal at uh, Joe Arpaio rallies. Um, I think the wow, last one was in 2012. Um, yeah, well, hey, um, you know, it's Seagal is very uh, popular amongst uh, the Trump Arpaio base, so it uh, plays right to the audience. Good for him. I, you know, I don't know about you, but I wake up every morning thinking, what does Steven Seagal think about the issues? <laughs> Gosh. Uh, you know, WWSSD, right? I'm sorry? I said WWSSD. What would Steven Seagal do? <laughs> yes, I, I think celebrity, they can do that. I couldn't care less, left or right. I've never been a big believer in that celebrity endorsements matter much in a in a race, even Oprah's for Obama, okay? But I, again, if Arpaio, you know, Arpaio obviously seems like an egomaniac who enjoys this kind of crap. Again, if, if he just had any sensibility at all, he'd just leave the public spotlight. He got his pardon. He's home free. History's going to judge him very harshly, but he's not going to have to suffer in jail the way he made a whole lot of other people suffer, some of whom were not guilty of anything. Yeah, um, and, you know, I mean, and that's I, I, the I, thing, too. It's like he's, he was never going to probably do any time. I, I, I really don't think they were going to send an 85-year-old man to, to jail for six no. months, and especially because he'd be going to Tent City. Um he probably wouldn't. He 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 wouldn't survive it. If he was outside, he'd probably you know. He, although they're getting rid of that, uh, the new the new sheriff is getting rid of that. We didn't read some statements from the current sheriff uh, talking about, you know, the chapter was closed and now they've reopened it again. Um, you know, mm-hmm. but um, you know, as far as our pile's prospects, I just don't see him running. Um, you know, we talk no. about. Uh, you know, try to stay away from stuff that the Arizona Republic AZ Central does here in Arizona. A lot of times, it's. It's kind of innocuous, but um, uh, uh, Lori Roberts wrote a great column like, no way. Um, the narcissist just wants to get on Fox News again. He just wants to get interviewed again. Exactly. And, you know, and I'd have to agree with her. And that's basically what you're, you, you know, what you were going after. And I think it's the same thing. He'll be around. He'll try to throw his weight around. He wants to go to some rallies. But at 85 years old, you know, it's like that old statement. You know, I don't trust my, my, my grandfather with a remote control. I'm going to elect him. Um, you know, to president, uh, you know, to, 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 to sheriff, to whatever. Um, so, um, but I do think he'll be a player and I do think he's going to be in the middle of it. And we don't know yet whether that's going to hurt these candidates. Um, and I think when they see what, what the, what the response is, what their polling does, um, you know, and I think that's why you don't see more coming out. I think they know that it's a losing issue. It might work for Trump in his base nationally, but I don't think it works very well for the Republican base in Arizona. Like some no, had already I said, think. we've already, in Arizona, the wa- that's already water under the bridge. They'd already closed it. It's already been 
The idea has already been set in stone that he wasted taxpayer dollars. He racially profiled people. He violated their constitutional rights, and we don't want to go there anymore. And people that are stuck with that same idea um, will probably suffer the same fate. But that's my prediction for Arizona. Do you have one? Uh, yeah, well, you know, John, I, I think you're correct. I, our file's just going to be a loud mouth on Fox News and the talk radio world, and he'll show up and be on his knee pads for the dear leader uh, whenever the dear leader needs his ego stroking session. Hey, <laughs> um, you know, some Republicans like Franks or some others might come to him looking for an endorsement. I suspect Ducey will not. Blake sure as hell isn't. Yeah. Uh, maybe even the might decide, hey, no thanks, I really don't need you around here. I need to run in a blue district. Get out of here. Um Again, he just—he's—he's he's one of these people where the ego is out of control, and that's all that matters. Uh, and and whatever, here's here's what's important about Ohio. What are the achievements, the legitimately good achievements in his community that he may have had? They'll forever be overshadowed by the more egregious, illegal, and unacceptable behavior. And that's that's unfortunate, but that was his decision, and he has to live with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does, and you know. Uh... He's going to go down in history still now, even that the pardon is there. Um, it's even going to be a, a larger uh, exclamation point to his historical biography. Um, you know, before, um, you know, it's become, you know, I think history will judge him even more harshly because he was pardoned by Trump. Yes, it will. Um, Again, you know, we can all agree that, that those who are truly guilty of crimes should be held accountable. Certainly. But there's a point where there has to be some basic level of treatment of inmates. Otherwise, you know, in the long run, it's no good, not only for, for maybe possibly rehabilitating some of them and keeping order in prisons, which, again, God bless all those who work in that every day and have to put up with it. Um, it's not an easy job. But, you know, Arpaio's methods to me in the long run were counterproductive and and now, you know, and now he's got that on him, stamped on that him forever. So, well, Karen, um, I, you know, luckily, um, no one has to pardon either I or you, um, because <laughs> because we haven't, um, you know, you know, profiled anybody or held them, um, and no, so that's a good I, thing. But um, and, I have and, never and, seen anyone public rights. And they definitely don't have to pardon us for this podcast, I don't think, because I think it was very well uh, done. Sure I appreciate not. your time. And us talking about, um, you know, Joe Arpaio. Um, you know, maybe um, within the next few weeks we might get some of these folks from the uh, Hispanic Chamber of Commerce or Mr. Garcia to join us on one of our podcasts. I think that would be, um, you know, very interesting to kind of get their take. Oh, yeah. um, also, the folks Absolutely. from Puente, um, um, you know, I think that that would be a nice, um, you know, way for us to kind of take this moving forward we still might kind of get them depending on what 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 happens with the story um and more but again karen thanks for 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 joining me today thanks for sharing your opinions with us folks and and one other quick thing if i may say to anyone who's listening if you have family members in houston sure hope they're safe and may things dry up for that town and life get back to normal soon and god bless all those who've been helping rescue people be they first responders or just average citizens yeah and and for those who lost family members our thoughts go out to you of course of course what a what a tragedy this has been but it shows you know there are still a lot of good people in this country never forget that 
yeah, um, and, 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 and hopefully it doesn't take us a disaster to come together. Exactly. Because we're heading there. Um, Anyway, Karen, thanks again. Um, Talk to you soon. Everyone, uh, join us next week. I think we're going to have a sports podcast next week with Wayne. Um, And um, we'll be back. Uh, Karen and I will probably be back in two weeks. Thanks again, everybody. Talk to you again. (laughs) Thank you. Bye.